We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're... Sitting down, listening for an hour? Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. Hello, everybody. Welcome today. Um, we've been going, well, we've been live for eight seconds, so I now need to see if anyone else has actually spotted us. Um, are we live? Are we live? Come on, Rosie, you've got to say that, otherwise it's are not... Are we live? Yeah. Otherwise... My thing says mute. Is that right? That's, that's good. This okay. this microphone is uh, what we're using. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Hello, Laura, Angus. Hi. Hello, Laura. Um, oh, Laura, I'm Laura. pretty sure Laura used to be like a like a... A really good sort of first person in, and well, then she is? well, no, Angus. Lately, oh, last few okay. weeks has been Angus. Allison, He's been, hi. Hey, Allison. Lulu Bell. That's a nice name, isn't it? Yeah, that is a. Spicy it's fun name. to say. I like it. And nice to hear. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Anthony Christian, mm-hmm. how's it going, everybody? So yeah, welcome, welcome, Marky V. Hi, Mark. Still away. He's always. He's away. never. I never. I'm not convinced. Really he home. In this country now. Really home. No, Laura says she's been working. Um, I just. How dare like, you? I, also. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, Laura. I mean, it's, it's the same time every Tuesday. I mean, maybe you could let your boss know if they're not happy. Maybe cut them into the Tuesday tune and expand the listenership or the viewership rather. Um, oh, hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. hey Chris. Awesome. Well, okay, we're all here. We're all here. Oh, John's here. John, who? John's oh, John. the great bald yeti. With a really, you know, thought well thought out comment there. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Try try harder next time, John, please. Um, Pratesh, pretty boy Patel, he's in. I gave him that nickname last last okay, week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've not listened for a while because I've been doing. And stuff, there you so. were slagging off Laura a minute ago. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, anyway, welcome so... to the Tuesday tuning, guys. As you can see, that we've upgraded. Andy to Rosie this week. Andy is doing some important business. Um, breathless, yeah. Breathless, yeah. He, and he's not happy about it, you know, but we've had to strap him to his laptop and get him to do some work. So we've drafted in Rosie, which is good. And I was saying this before we came online because mm. me and Andy have done the exact same trips every time together, pretty much. Yeah. Where you and I have never done a trip together. No, we've not. No. Mm. And um, I don't know whether that's by design. Or like I'm not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> or whether, but it does mean that you've had some slightly different experiences to me, which will come in handy today because yeah. today's one is all about tents and tea houses. So we're going to talk about sort of the, all the accommodation you can expect on different treks, what the level of that accommodation is like, which ones we stay in hotels, tea houses, lodges, tents, what that all entails. Um, and obviously we're going to talk about altitude sickness diamox training fitness because they always come up yeah 
Good. Awesome. Fire it at me. Questions. Well, where do you reckon <laughs> we should start today, Rosie? What's what do the what do the people want? Well, we're just about what season that we're about to start. Autumn. Autumn. Yeah. We've got people going out to Everest Base Camp this yeah. weekend. So should we start there? Yeah. So Everest Base Camp, yeah, is I suppose I suppose we'll start with Nepal because it might be different depending yeah, on Nepal. which trip you're going in. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jerome has obviously brought in the fact that we've got to talk about boots as well. Ah. But um yeah. but yeah, Nepal's an interesting one because ninety-nine point nine percent of the time um we know exactly where you're gonna be staying. It's gonna be in tea houses. Um, but it's not always that case because if you're doing a peak or something like that, like Island Peak, Mera Peak, there may be um some camping involved on the high camps and stuff like that. Um but yeah, the the lodges on the Everest Base Camp Trek. What are they like? That's what people want to know. Um, you haven't done Everest Base Camp yet, have you? No, 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 not yet. Maybe next year we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Dave keeps giving me a hard time. Well, yeah, because you you should you should do Everest Base Camp. I know. I know. I know. I know. Oh, well. You keep trying to be like, oh, do we not have a track in the Seychelles? <laughs> stuff like that, you know. Um, <laughs> we. That we would we did a training weekend recently and it was really cold, yeah, it, really wet. I didn't thrive, you didn't I wasn't. like it, did you? Oh no, I just want to be comfortable. I love being outdoors, but I just want to like, I was like, my leggings were soaked through, like, everyone was freezing cold, mm. the wind was like blasting against your face. I just thought, actually, yeah. Why do I? Need to I mean, what's weird? Us? What's weird is like, if only someone had lent you waterproof trousers to wear. Yeah. Yeah, and but. No, I had waterproof trousers. But you wanted to. But I was being. Stubborn. I absolutely don't need these. I'll be fine in my leggings. I've always been fine. We're trending out, and yeah. they just weren't the vibe. Yeah. Well, I could have. Well, yeah, you can't really cut trendy rips in outdoor. Yeah. yeah waterproofs. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so accommodation. <laughs> On, circle back. Yeah, circle back <laughs> to accommodation on the Everest Base Camp Trek. Yeah, so... Um, tea houses, what are the tea, lodges actually... So what are they actually like? What If I'm going in there, what do I expect to see? Okay. Are they bunk beds like they were on Tube Cal? Yeah. What am I expecting? So on a general basis, they're all set up sort of the same way, which as soon as you walk in, um, there is like a communal area. And that'll have a hot stove in the middle. Um, and it'll have like loads of tables and chairs in like a square pattern, usually around the outside. Um, that's where we kind of like socialize. That's where we eat our food. That's where, you know, if the guides are giving you any briefings or anything, it yeah, all happens. happens Generally speaking, then um, there'll be all uh, dorms, but they're not bunk beds or anything. There's usually two beds to a room. Yeah. Um, the rooms are pretty, pretty basic. Um, and relatively small the lodges do change a lot you know um so i think they're more more basic the higher you go yeah because you know people don't quite realize what it's like like it's a lot easier to build a lodge you know in facting which is like 2400 meters than it is gorek chef which is 5100 mm. you know to get all the luxuries that we really appreciate at that lower altitude yeah is very difficult up, up top. So naturally, um, and also the the weather's worse up there. So generally speaking, they're a little bit more worn. And But as a rule, I would say they're pretty basic. They're designed essentially for you to have a place 
to sleep that's indoors and out of the elements. Yeah. They're not necessarily designed to be relatively luxurious. Um, some rooms, and this is relatively random depending on the lodge, and it can even be random room to room. So we could have a neighboring room together and mine could have a toilet in it and yours won't. Right. I'll be honest with you, I normally prefer a room without a toilet in there because the plumbing is very basic and they can smell. So yeah. if that's going to happen, I'd rather it not be in my room. It mm. does mean getting up in the night and, and sort of walking down a corridor to go to the toilet. Yeah. But who cares? That's uh, I'd rather have yeah. that than have some sort of like horrible yeah. smell yeah. in the room. And yeah, I actually love the tea houses as well. They, they all have like, um, you know, it's remarkable. You know, we I always talk about Gorek Shep and I say, thank God we're only there for one night. It's very basic. But actually, when you think about it, what Gorek Shep actually is, You've got a town the size of Namshi that when you're there seems really full. And then you get to Gorekshep and you think, well, there must be a similar amount of people mm, all yeah. crammed into a very narrow funnel. So the lodges do become a bit more crowded. Mm. Um, and like I said, they're a bit more of a challenge because of the basic the toilets can be outside and things like that. But they all have kitchens that serve hot meals. Um, you can get hot drinks and stuff like that so um yeah i like to think of them as basic but providing all the necessary sort of requirements and also you know it's funny that the mindset change you know if you're in a tent a tent is about as basic as you can get it right a normal expedition camping tent it is just a canvas tent with all yeah. your belongings just scattered around and people are ordinarily if you put them on a tent in trip they're like okay this is a tent i'm happy with it yeah but when you go into a, a tea house or a lodge there's an expectation yeah. of certain sort of luxuries that might not necessarily be there so i always try and picture them as imagine a wooden tent that's the level of luxury but with the added benefit of a toilet um and a kitchen yeah. and you know some staff that are kind of looking after yeah. you and stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah um okay so is that all tea houses or um, yeah all covered do you think they do vary slightly so one thing to be conscious of is that the tea houses you get on a trek um yeah like i said in facting they tend to be a little bit more i want to find another word other than luxurious so i'm going to put well equipped <laughs> okay. you know and generally sort of they, they look nicer. They look like what you might think like a mountain hotel would look like. The higher you go, the more sort of basic these lodges become. Don't, you know, it's not like a cardboard box or anything. You know, it's a proper brick building. Mm. But, um, yeah, they do tend to get a little bit more basic as you go up. Um, and, yeah, I would say, you know, there are some camping, you know, if you're doing a peak and stuff like that. But generally, that's the tea houses in a nutshell. There's always like a tuck shop there as well, you know, where you can go and buy yeah, snacks and things. Nice. Um, really important, I always think, because, you know, I always reward myself after a hard day with like full fat Coke, <laughs> Mars bar, all that sort of stuff. And it's good for the morale. And it's weirdly, really helpful, yeah. Pringles as well. Yeah, well, go to wherever's base camp then, because you'll be able to eat your, <laughs> you'll be able to eat your fill. So yeah, no, really, really nice. <laughs> okay, cool. I've seen some people kind of ask about Killy as well. So should we jump on to Killy then? Yeah. The tent? Yeah, because um, that is what you'll be staying in in on in on Killy in on in on Killy yeah in on Killy yeah so um yeah if you ever scroll through I think someone asked um uh, Wendy McCauley has asked my only worry about Killy is the camping only because I normally need to pee a few times in the night 
that he houses the finest toilets inside also worry about disturbing people in the night because of this i'm gonna pay extra for my own tent honestly yeah there is that um so on killy um we do stay in a really at the beginning you're in a really really nice hotel called springlands in moshi which is the town at the base of kilimanjaro um and then once you're on the actual climb itself it's all intense now we do provide um private toilets I think it's one toilet for every sort of four trekkers, that type of thing. Um, so depending on how many in your group depends on how many there'll be. Um, so if you not every expedition provides those, there are in every camp, there's like communal toilets, these long drop things. I visited one once as I was walking past it and needed to go. And I'm, I was pretty glad that we had our own afterwards. Mm. It does make a bit a big difference. Um, and also they're proper sit down toilets as well. So you can kind of get comfortable i know a lot of people worry about the crouching down because it's it's difficult with the knees and stuff like that you know it's um it is it is tricky it's, it's one of those like things people like hesitate to discuss because how much detail do you go into when using these like crouch down <laughs> long drop toilets but my, i've got a little bit of advice for you from someone with a bad knee don't worry rosie i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it on the level okay go on is bring, bring <laughs> your trekking poles in with you you know, yeah. just as you like, just to kind of like support yourself on. Yeah. Because quite often, like the walls can be like moisture, so you might not <laughs> want to touch them. But like a trekking pole is a really good idea. Um, <laughs> I actually, you're not going to believe this, but one time in Everest Base Camp, I saw a guy with a collapsible chair that he'd cut out, like a hole no in the way. middle that he'd use because he couldn't he couldn't bend down and hold himself there at all. So That's... I said, "What do you do?" And he's like, "Well, it's a little bit extra weight, but you know, you're glad <laughs> you, you're glad you've got it. You know, when you need That's... to." um that's up to you whether you want to do that no, yeah. out of all the trips i've ever done that's the only person i've ever seen do it but um yeah honestly i think wendy when it comes to kilimanjaro so you are going to be intense if you're in your own tent obviously it's a little bit more space and a little bit more comfortable for the majority of us we'll be sharing tents generally what we do is so like say me and rosie would be next to each other you generally just put your duffel bags down the middle so you kind of have your own little dividing space bring a like little camp pillow and stuff like that. Um, if you do have to get up in the night, it's honestly, it's not too disturbing because everybody's kind of in the same mode. Yeah. No one's sleeping, you know, they're either sleeping like a log in which case you won't wake them up or they're already half awake anyway. You know, it's it's kind of how it tends to work. And also if you have like earplugs and stuff like that, it doesn't really. Yeah, earplugs are great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same in the lodges, honestly, when you get people in the lodges and stuff and people are getting up and down and, you know, going, going to toilet and stuff. It's, it, yeah, it, it's part and parcel of expedition life. So you're not disturbing anyone and you're not doing anything out of the ordinary and certainly don't put off going to the toilet because you're worried about waking someone up because you are going to have to go eventually, and it only means it's going to be more of a desperate scramble to get out that zip, <laughs> you know, that yeah. zip jams or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who's just Alison? Alison? Oh, you've just moved it. I'm paying attention to your screen, and I need to be looking at my screen. Yeah, yeah. This is all new. I've not been on the TTI in a No, I know. Time. The way we used to do it was um, <clears throat> a bit more, like, basic now, wasn't yeah. it? Now the camera's all the way over there, and yeah, we have our um, own laptops. Um, yeah, okay. Do you, do you want to find that? Yeah. Someone just said something and I saw my name. Oh, it's like carry on. Yeah, just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the tent the tents on Killy, yeah, they are pretty um the one good thing is obviously you don't have to worry about the setting up and anything like that. Um also there's gonna be a big what we you know, mess tent, big kitchen tent. 
So all the food's going to be cooked in one area. And then in this one big tent, there's a big, long central table with all like teas, coffees, milks, everything you need, biscuits. Yeah. Everyone sits around there. And that's kind really of nice. That's the communal area. On Killy, you probably don't spend much time in your tent unless you're waking up or yeah. going to bed. And then just that's a nice little like switch over to that was my kind of experience in terms of tents. Um, on Machu Picchu last year, I did um, the Tomakea route. So you will be camping for part of that. Um, I think it's four days, not the entire yeah. time. Um, when you're like in Oli Taitambo and what's the other place called? Oli Taitambo and Aguas Calientes. Yeah. yeah, you're staying in kind of hotels, which are really, really nice. Um, but yeah, the... The, the tents you really are just kind of sleeping in there um and and then the mess tent kind of has is what is where you will sit and it's really nice because it's like warm in there as well yeah you've got all, all bodies and you're kind of able just to eat and and just kind of reflect on on the day um so yeah it's it's just a nice it's just nice to all be together really yeah. isn't it and so, then just go go to go to sleep on the Machu Picchu <laughs> trip then so when you take us through that so because it's 50 50 almost mm -hmm. isn't it of yeah. like sometimes you're in like little hotels and lodges and then other times you're camping yeah so take us through that then from the sort of when the trek starts do you start off in tents or yeah so your first few days are in hotels um because you're kind of spending some time around Cusco um and places like that and then yeah when you actually do kind of do day one of the of the actual trip as it was um yeah you're, you're in a tent then for the next few days camp one um you're camping just below Tocto Pass so um you're kind of looking up to at tomorrow's challenge which is um quite quite a steep ascent um but yeah you're, you're relatively kind of sheltered we actually woke up on day one we went in September and they had like adverse weather in it, and it, we woke up to like a few inches of snow, which was just crazy. That's almost unheard of. Though, yeah, they it? hadn't they hadn't heard of that. Um, they hadn't seen it in like 20, 20 yeah. years or so. Um, so they, we were really surprised, and I thought I was feeling a bit chilly um, in the night. But yeah, so we we woke up to that. Um, but like obviously, like then then you go and kind of back down and stuff. So it, it it's warm again in the valley by yeah. the next night. You know, we didn't have any snow or anything like that. Um, but you know, I'm not like as you know, like I'm not a camper. I in the UK, I definitely like that wouldn't be something that I enjoy or would ever go out and do. But what I will say is, when I was in Morocco, it was something. Um, Morocco. Peru was something I was really quite worried about because I was like, I don't want it to ruin my experience by like being overly pretentious about where I'm sleeping but you do kind of you do kind of go into survival mode I think and yeah. like I actually didn't mind it at all because I was like I'm in this amazing place like this is such an experience I know that this is the situation for the next four days like just get on with it and I can can be quite funny about like I hate like not being able to wash and stuff but you do just like get on with it yeah, don't you? Yeah, like, you I, I, like I would never have done that in this country but I think yeah, yeah, being out there, I was just like, right, cool, we just crack You off. see, I love expedition camping. So if I'm on a trip up yeah. to like Killy or anywhere else, I love the camping aspect of it because to me it kind of brings it home that it is an adventure. Mm, you yeah, know? And yeah. one of the reasons why I always love doing these trips, I mean, everyone does them for different reasons. Some people like to just take on challenges physically. For me, it's more I like to sort of 
move from like everyday life to into an adventure mm. and even though i know it's relatively safe and it's guided in my mind this is an adventure for me and that's why i love it but actually at home you know if we went to like a festival or something i i i don't like camping yeah well this is i'd it. rather this sleep i'd rather I sleep discovered. in i'd rather sleep in my van or yeah or something like that um so yeah i'm i'm i and i think it's because the, i like the ease of it in normal life but when i'm doing an adventure i do quite like the hardship you just want to yeah you want to embrace it don't you when you yeah. want to and the more you do it as well the more you'll have a system so lots of people that camp a lot um you know you you develop like a tent system like you know where to store things where to put things the the moment you realize that you can like hang things on your tent and stuff yeah. like saves your life so yeah, yeah no that's massively, great yeah i the um packing cubes as well was like a godsend i think because when you get in a tent and then you get mess everywhere and you're like oh my god this is like i'm cold everything's everywhere like i'm worried about and yeah so just packing cubes just helps keep things organized especially when you're like kind of sharing a tent with someone it yeah. can be a bit like oh my god what's going on in here yeah awesome no one um, of the um, the other trips as well where questions are coming up i think john's asked a question he's keen to hear about the accommodation on the way up to Tupcal. is it a tenting experience or do you sleep in the retreat or have things changed due to the current circumstances in morocco so it's a very good question yeah and actually it's something that we can kind of provide some shed some light on because there's two ways that we run our uh, Tupcal trips um, and it depends on the weather. So in Morocco, in the high Atlas mountains in the summer, it can be baking hot, really, really hot. Um, and that temperature doesn't really go that low even at night. Now, mm. if that's the case, and I'm, I'm talking like May, June, July, August, you know, those months are particularly warm. Um, what we'll do then if we're able to, um, obviously, there's a limit um, depending on the size of the group. But generally speaking, the rule is that if the temperature is really high, we'll try and avoid sleeping in the refuge. So we'll go to the refuge to have our meals, um, you know, and maybe you can sit around there and, and relax. But actually, in the night, we'll be in our tents, um, which we use, which are just right by the refuge. Um, you slept in tents didn't you, when you did. Yeah, so the, we were there two nights. So our itinerary was slightly different just because I went... Um, with my dad it wasn't kind of like a um we weren't with customers um so we the first night we stayed in the refuge it was really warm my dad was really quite uncomfortable and um he wasn't feeling particularly well anyway so it kind of didn't help obviously um you've got got people staying up late and then people waking up at 2 3 a.m in, in in the morning to kind of summit and see the sunrise so it is constantly kind of bustling so definitely bring um your like ear earplugs and stuff like mm. that um definitely for this type of type of trip um but yeah so the the refuge I, it was fine to be honest like i found it fine but my dad was particularly uncomfortable so yeah the second night we we ended up staying in a tent which was which i thoroughly enjoyed yeah, yeah. <laughs> much cooler um, went out start of May, so it wasn't like boiling hot, but it was you know when you've got so many bodies in a room, um, it was yeah it was it was on the yeah. warmer side. So if you do run hot, um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the most fun. I like being warm, so I was like loving it. Yeah, you see, I don't think the ref you're not the same. No, as me. so the refuge um, is sort of this. If you look it up on YouTube, it looks amazing. It all it mm. strikes me as like this medieval castle in the middle yeah, of the mountain. It's, it's so incredible. it's awesome to see. And when you first catch sight of it, you're like, oh, wow, that's that's amazing. Um, and then when you're in there, there's several different sort of 
rooms where food is served and where everyone's hanging around yeah. communally. Um, then you'll go upstairs. Um, there's, there's a little, again, another little tuck shop in there that sells toilet paper, yeah. which 100% buy when you get there or take from Imlil or Marrakesh because you'll need it. They don't provide it um, in the toilets there. And then you'll have all the rooms. And now the rooms are all communal bunkhouse rooms. Um, so huge bunk beds that, um, you know, just like big row of bunk beds, no division, just like a mattress, a, a, quite a firm mattress, but I quite like that. Yeah, like imagine, I was explaining it to Alethea, who's new, and, and she was asking about, and I, I was like, imagine double bunk beds, and they're all like in lines, like squashed together. Like that is, yeah. that is that what is it, it is, yeah. isn't it? And you can fit about 20 people in one of these rooms. Yeah. Now, when I've done it, I've done it, done Tupacal twice in winter. And so each time we didn't camp because there was too much snow on the ground. Yeah. And the temperatures were really cold, particularly the second time I did it. So we were in the refuge. And it does make a difference because I never once felt cold in there, ever. You know, um, and the one thing I'd say is earplugs are really important in that room because when there's 20 people in there, you're constantly going to be hearing someone moving around or mm. doing something um getting up to go to the toilet in the night something we all do actually a little hint there if you have a red light on your um head torch normally if you press and hold the power button it'll turn to a red light that's the one that um we use for moving around lodges and tents and stuff like that because it, it's it's enough to kind of illuminate you so you know where you're going but actually for other people it doesn't disturb them in their sleep or anything like that it's not like shining a bright light in their mm. eye so use the red light on your head torch um and yeah it's it is really nice but i think the challenges for me were so many people being in the room so it does get quite cramped um not necessarily and you've got your own bed space and that's fine but in the morning obviously when everyone gets up at around about the same time yeah. you're kind of trying to pack your bag and stuff so you, you do jostle along i actually quite enjoy the refuge experience because I don't know. Again, I it, didn't hate it. Like, yeah. I, it, it's again, like it's all part and parcel of like the experience. Um, we got we got speaking to this this Canadian guy, and being from Wales, you know, no one kind of knows where Wales is, and he was like, "Oh, I, Wales, like Wrexham, and that's where my dad works." Yeah. And we were like, "Oh my god!" So you do like meet people from all kind of what it is really interesting. Yeah. I really, I did enjoy it. I think everyone knows Wrexham, they don't they? Because of the football yeah, team. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so I. Uh, so cool. It was great. I was chatting to someone who I think was American or Canadian um, last time I was there, and we we were having a great chat. And she was a fellow, um, an ACLer. Wow. So she'd lost her ACL, but she hadn't had the op yet. So I was really keen to find out what life is like without that. So, mm. but she was, um, yeah, she, I think she um, was, I don't know if she actually went to the summit or not, because quite some, we met a few people up there. They're just passing through. They just passed through yeah. and they just stay a night at the refuge, but they're not actually looking to go to the summit. Yeah. And it's strange. I met a couple of people that do that. Um, but yeah, so for us, John, because John is on the um, Souks to Summit trip, um, which is coming up next month. We're probably going to be in the refuge, I think, at that time of year. Um, so. There's probably going to be no camping. It's, it's that time where it's getting into the winter months. Um, I've been in December and April. Um, there was loads of snow on the ground in April, but the weather was warmer and there were uh, it was much milder temperatures. When I went in December, there was lots of snow, but also mixed in with like rocky patches tons of ice yeah. it was a bit more treacherous and and really cold i'm thinking october we may need crampons we may not but almost certainly we're going to be in the um refuge. in the in the refuge yeah. i would say yeah yeah um 
let's have a look at any any questions. There's a question here from Rob Stell. Are you allowed to use a bottle in the tent, um, then empty it in the morning? I'm with my wife, so not a random randomer yeah i'd say yeah as yeah, long as fine. you've as got long, consent yeah as long as, <laughs> as long as you've got permission from the person in the tent with you then yeah yeah then. i mean it like i do get it like you know getting out of your sleeping bag and then getting unzipping everything and it is yeah. a bit of a faff so i mean if that that makes your life easier and you know you're you're in with someone that you know and and stuff like that then you know you know what though it's like it's just weird but I quite like getting out of my tent at night. Yeah. Because it's generally quite a surreal experience. Like you get it. Like I remember one time on Kilimanjaro, um, when I got out of my tent at night to go to the toilet, and I'm and there was not a wisp of wind. Mm. The sky was like lit up with stars. The the whole camp was about it was about three in the morning and it was just completely like you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. And it was really mm. surreal. You get out and you just going to the toilet and then when you're getting back to your tent you just stop and look around and it's like you've got it feels like you've got Kilimanjaro to yourself mm. it's really strange mm. so like I and I notice it a lot like on our training weekends remember everyone woke up did you see the stars in the night well it was amazing I was out there for a while looking at the stars yeah. it was great yeah but um but yeah you know I'm trying to put a positive spin on getting up in the <laughs> night you know but I just like don't move <laughs> yeah Hey Evertrekkers, how you doing? Sorry to jump into this awesome episode that you'll be listening to, but I wanted to see if you could do us a huge favour and vote for us at the next British Travel Awards. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, um, which is bit.ly forward slash vote for Evertrek 2023. That's 2023. Um, get on there. Uh, we're hoping to win the best uh, travel company for adventure holidays. Um, would be epic if you could vote for us. Um, you know, it's been a mad couple of years, but uh, mean a lot to us because it's voted for by our Evertrekkers. Um, so yeah, if you could vote for us this year, um, it, the awards are in November um, this year, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll win. Um, anyway, I'll let you get back to the podcast, and I'll chat to you soon. Bye. The other thing that I like to, you know, because some people really want their own tent, other people really want to share. I think there are benefits to both, but if generally speaking. If it's your first time on an experience to altitude and it's better to share, not only because of the, um, you know, the added benefits of like warmth and stuff like that. But if you wake up in the night and you you don't feel that well or, it's you nice know, to have someone there, and your tent mate almost in all circumstances turns into sort of your like confidant, you know, it's like someone to chat to in the evenings and stuff when you're in the tent and. You know, and you, you kind of learn and bounce things off each other and you're there to help each other. So it does foster more of like a team feeling. And I think it is nice to have that support. But um, but equally, having your own tent, obviously, is just nice because you've got all the space in the world and privacy yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, Adrian Kirk has said, I'm off to EBC soon. Have you ever had any issues with conjunctivitis in the tea houses? If so, do you ever take your own pillowcase? I've never... <laughs> ever heard of someone catching anything like that from the tea house ever so oh i would God. say it's not an issue whatsoever um i've never brought my own pillowcase to be honest with you i didn't even know pillows were provided on a lot of the lodges yeah 
Ah, so so it depends on how busy it is, because some in some of the lodges it's just a bed and you need your own. Yeah. But probably in the majority of lodges you're going to get provided with blankets and and maybe some pillows and stuff like that. Oh, that's um, interesting. You know, this isn't sort of, you know, an you know an amazingly sort of fresh crisp linens and stuff like yeah. that but it is what it is but honestly no i've never heard of anybody ever having any issue with like conjunctivitis or any other type of uh, issue from the beds um yeah i think you'd be totally fine without bringing your own pillowcase i mean having said that a lot of people do bring their own like inflatable pillow and stuff like that just so they've got some people have to have two pillows and normally mm, you only get one yeah so um i'm one of them that like to prop my head up but most of the time honestly i just do it with like a fleece or something but it's not the most comfortable a blow up pillow would be better i'm just it's it's never something i seem to remember to do beforehand so yeah ralph has asked and it's not a question i've ever been asked before can you take your own tent to killy um carried on your day pack the tea the tea houses at ebc were amazing but sharing tents at killy might be too close for comfort um honestly ralph i don't think that's something that sort of logistically would work yeah. Um, the reason being is that the porters carry all the tents um, and they set those up before you get to the destination. So the porters move really quickly on the mountains. We can't keep up with them. They're already acclimatized and they're incredibly strong and fit. So we go at a much slower pace. What this means is that by the time we get to camp, they've already set the tents up. The other thing is, um, I think, you know, these tents, are they're all the same. So the porters know how to set them up in an mm, instant. Yeah. And there would, you know, they. I don't think it would be too much of a comfortable situation where, you know, it's quite, it's quite a rough and tumble life being a porter, you know. And it's possible that these tents they don't have a, such a long life that if they damaged it in any way, then you know it would be, you know, someone else's property. So my advice would be no. Um, to but a, if you were like, if you did want to, like, not share a tent with someone else, that's totally fine. You can de- like yeah. definitely do that. That's yeah. absolutely fine. Just let one of the team know, and we can sort out a sim- single supplement for you. Like, that's fine. Yeah, so. that's what I'd rather do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. as opposed to taking your own tent, which is going to get battered and carried by the porters and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Jerome said, What's the accommodation like on the new Tour de Mont Blanc trek? Proper toilets. So, oh, yeah, Tour de Mont Blanc. You're looking forward to that. So aren't you? excited. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's all very, very civilized. Um, you'll be staying in um, refuges or refugios. Um, and they're all very, very nice. So we went round um, and had a look at a few of them on the Italian side. And um, yeah, they're wonderful. They're like the best tea houses you get in Nepal, in my opinion. You know, they're really nice. Some of them are more like closer even to hotels. Um, but I would say, yeah, they're really nice, really comfortable. There's often, you know, there's all the same stuff that they'd have in Nepal. Just everything's a little bit more modern and European. Um, and yeah, proper toilets are provided 100%. Yeah. So, so excited about that one. Yeah, you're, Jerome, you're, are you going? Are you thinking about it? I think Jerome's already booked on. Is he booked on? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. When yeah. are you going? I think I'm going with, with an ever tracker. I think I'm going with Vicky. Yeah. Vicky, I can't remember. So anyway, yeah. Um, I think August yeah. she's booked on for. So, so you booked a boiling hot oh, time. Yeah. So you can can't go. Wait. At... <laughs> yeah. A so, bed. <laughs> yeah, Jerome, you have to let us know. Um, I mean, I could look it up on my laptop, but, you know, 
it's more engaging for Jerome to tell us when he's going, <laughs> and then maybe you might be with him. Yeah, that would be a wicked group, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, awesome. Um, um right. yeah. Let's have a quick look. So who else? Uh, what's the security like in those communal dorms? This is a good question. Because uh, you you had a bit of a... I lost a jacket. I don't know what happened to my jacket, but I had a um, like a waterproof Evertrek RAB firewall. It was nearing the end of its usable life anyway, but I took it to Tupcal and I didn't take it home. It's a possibility it was taken, but... <laughs> I think more than likely is that it was packed away accidentally. Yeah. Um, because everyone in there, and you get a feel for that. Everyone in there is like us. You know, they're all like-minded people. Um, you know, I had a lot of more valuable things that they yeah. could have, like, if, if yeah. so, you know, so I don't. That wouldn't be the one thing no, you pick out. No, exactly, yeah. Like, they, if they went through my bag, they would have found, like, power banks, my yeah. mobile phone, camera, a, a full GoPro And setup. also, the thing is, like, if you're doing a trip like that, well, you've, of course you've brought a waterproof jacket yourself, haven't you? Yeah, like, exactly. So... And it was black, you know. So, yeah. I, and honestly, I think that more likely than not, it got accidentally packed. Like, yeah. I left it out and it was just, because the beds are, like, right next to each other. So you hang something up, someone could easily think, oh, that's mine and put it away and then not realise till they get home. <laughs> Either way, it's fine. But generally speaking, I've been to that refuge a lot. Um, every person i know that's ever been on these things has not had an issue um so i think yeah totally safe that being said it's always best practice to kind of have some you know level of security conscious behavior i, I just had a small padlock on mine yeah just, I, a little travel just one. yeah just for kind of peace of mind and yeah i mean you, I, do, you do never know but i just yeah i just thought well i've spent some money on some of these some of this kit so i'd rather like yeah, you if you do run into that type of person that it doesn't go but yeah you know it's just one of those things yeah i think that it's um yeah i i've never i never got my bag to be honest with you to be honest i've stopped even doing it like when i travel i don't know why this is just laziness the last few trips i've had in my duffel bag i've not put a padlock on and i the reason is because that time little... also can i just add to this has so much kit uh, there's so many things that you've just given me like i've got yeah. a really nice waterproof jacket from you mm -hmm. Fleece that I fleece that you fleeced me for. I fleeced you for power bank. Pa yeah, I think you ended up with that. That's come back to you. Has that come back yeah, to me? I, maybe I but yeah, there's there's yeah. all sorts of stuff. Like so, Dave just like is just like oh, I can't find it in this. I'll just buy a new one. Yeah, well, I've said many times that I am like a degenerate when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. But look, I'm supplying half the office. I know you are. Like. You are. Jodie's having my sleeping bag, trekking poles. Yeah. I'd give her a power bank. It is like that. I come in with a bag of stuff for Jodie the other day. She's yeah. borrowing a load of my stuff. Yeah, but it's just it does get expensive though. Like if it's your, when it's you, <laughs> well, it's a it's an article that I did, isn't it? When I came back from Machu Picchu, because I it was my first time at altitude, and a lot of the kit like I didn't have, like I'd never walked with like trekking poles before. Mm. Like there was a, there was a load of stuff that I just kind of never used. If I went out walking in the UK, I'll, I'll wear like my running leggings. So walking trousers, that was another thing, like yeah. warm and like sensible base layers. It does all add up. So, yeah. Braziers. Yeah. <laughs> we have this before. I think where we did, we realized when you and Vicky did it that we need to get um, like girls on more often. Yeah. Because there's probably, there's hundreds of Tuesday tune-ins and it's all from like the male perspective. Yeah. So I never understand things like when people say like, what, 
equipment do I need? Like, what's the best underwear? I, I'm always like boxers. That's where yeah. it stops. I don't have any concerns beyond that. So it's good to bring um, a lady. A lady in. who knows about lady things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I mean, I'm. Sh I don't know who's on questions today, but um, I did did write um, an article about some questions that ladies might have, just kind of recommendations in terms of sports bras, pants, periods, weeing. That mm. was another thing I talked about. Any of those kind of questions that you have, hopefully the guys will pop in the um the art the link to the article because it is handy. And yeah, like you said, like you don't but you don't need to know this stuff. I um, try and learn. Yeah. But it's not something that I practice. Do you know yes. what I mean? So like yeah, yeah. All yeah. of my knowledge come, is experiential. Yeah. Well, if any ladies out there do have questions about female kit, then do Alison ask, Morgan ask away. agrees about more females on the Tuesday tune in. Oh, yeah. Well, we should bring them more on, yeah, 100%. It's one of those that we kind of, uh, well, well, believe it or not, Alison, it's actually relatively difficult to get someone on the Tuesday tune-in because normally we'll spring it on them. Oh, I, I got it got sprung on me yesterday, but I didn't resist. No, no. Well, yeah, you're an easy target because yeah. you've agreed a few <laughs> times now. So if we need someone, we just go straight to you now. But um, it took yeah. me how long? Six months to get... Jodie. Oh, Jodie was Jodie didn't. Yeah, but she did great. She was kicking and screaming. Yeah, she wasn't happy about it. She was not. <laughs> she like... did really well. Yeah, not. But I think it is difficult when you've not been on a trip yourself because yeah. we all know a lot of knowledge. But like, I think when you go out there, you just have a different level of. But that's the one thing that I that I love. This the Tuesday tune in is not just about answering questions; it's about bringing questions as well that can yeah. be answered. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, by having sort of females on who, even if they haven't done a trip before, it's actually great because then it's like, then it's like, okay, you are now like example customer. Yeah. What are your concerns? Well, that was my first DTI, yeah. wasn't it? It was just before I went to Machu Picchu and yeah. I came on. And then, you know, asking you loads of questions. it's great because yeah, you ask loads of questions about like, what stuff do I need? You know, things you're concerned about that uh, me or Andy might not have necessarily considered. So, um, <laughs> I'm yeah. just reading this. Bryce just said Dave loses a jacket jacket in Morocco. Andy only has to go on a night out in Cardiff. He's relentless. It's true though. He this is like, true. I can't argue. I've it. said to him he needs to buy just like cheap going out jackets that yeah, he's not afraid to lose. Oh, it's a nice one. Yeah, but um Kate has yeah. asked, um also security related, any concerns about dangerous animals like snakes when staying in tents? No, I don't think so. No, I've never seen anything like that at all. Um, on Kilimanjaro, I saw, what did I see wildlife? Why? Lots of birds, different types of birds. I think I saw like a squirrel. I think as well, typically when you've got like that hustle and bustle around camp, like m most things are going to kind of stay away from yeah from that. Like they're more scared. I didn't even see like hardly any insects yeah. or anything. I saw some ants um definitely didn't see a spider i know a spider is not an insect before someone corrects me is it not no nope. it's an arachnid oh, same as a scorpion energy. and other things it's got eight legs insects have six oh. that's eight total difference is that yeah. yeah but if you pull two legs off a spider it doesn't make <laughs> it an insect it makes you cruel <laughs> but um but yeah no uh no worries with like stuff like that to be honest the only time i think you're ever going to come into contact with anything 
is if you go into like the lowlands of Nepal or further out into Africa, when you go to high altitude, generally the amount of life up there gets like less and less. It's a very harsh way for them to live. So for things like snakes and stuff that mm. might feed on like rodents, there's a lot less rodents up there because there's a lot less vegetation. Yeah. So you end up with a lot less predators. And, you know, why go all the way up to every space camp when they can just chill around in the jungle or something, you know? So, yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, some insects maybe, but I've never encountered them in any way that wouldn't just be like, go away. You know, that type of thing. You never like, shoo, yeah, you don't, you don't wake up covered in ants or anything like that. <laughs> Um, um just looking. So have we covered all trips now that are uh, I'm just worried. Have we gone off on a tangent here without Yeah, but that's okay, that's warranted. <laughs> I mean, generally speaking, what, what, what we've covered is the sort of like the most popular trips. So Kilimanjaro, Tupacal, Machu Picchu, Everest Base yeah. Camp. We do have other trips as well, but they're all relatively the same sort of ballpark. You're either camping or staying in tea houses and lodges. So like K2 base camp, there's a lot of camping. Um, but the camping is largely the same as it is on Kilimanjaro. Yeah. You know, you are, the setup is the same. It's expedition camping. Yeah. So we've covered that or uh, pretty much everything you need to cover. Um, Alison Morgan said, I think Rosie should come to EBC October 24. Uh, so are you going to tell Alison you don't want to go with her or are you going to commit <laughs> next year to go into EBC? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so live on the tuesday tune in no but hang on a minute hang on a minute okay hmm, interesting it might have to be 20 no i'm just trying to be yeah. um mm. realistic yeah. here yeah because if i'm doing tour de mont blanc next year okay it could be 25. 25 i tell you what's interesting though maybe in 2025 you could do island peak and um alison could come back to nepal and do a peak with you in 2025. yeah but that's gonna be cold <laughs> it will be cold yeah but you'll have alison there to support you <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a li li little bit <laughs> more confidence. A little bit more confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. I have a little bit of housekeeping I got to do. Um, I get past. No, normally it's. Let's you. actually talk about this training weekend. Yeah. So. Let's actually talk about it, though. Yeah. Okay. What I was going to do. <laughs> uh, we get past notes of things we need to. Normally it's you. Yeah, usually it is. Like, they didn't mention the training week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we still have um, uh, spaces on our October um, training weekend, which is on which date? The 20th to the 22nd of October. Awesome. And it's going to be a good one because it's my birthday weekend. So is it? it's going to be oh, God, party gonna party. Be, she's going to be a nightmare. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I've been around you on your birthday and it's like, it, it, it's, it's kind of like, fun. I know it's a training weekend, but it's also my birthday. <laughs> you know, we're just like, is what's going to happen. No, but we, do you know what? We, we always have a good time. No, we do. Yeah. We do. Really and I, quite, I quite often, actually a couple of times I got asked, oh, you poor thing, you're working on the weekend. And I genuinely don't think of it like that. No, no. Like we always have a really nice time. Um, there's we get pizzas in on the Friday night, don't we? Which yeah. is really good fun. Everyone kind of just gets to know each other, a couple of beers, um, and a briefing from Smurf, who is the mountain leader, who's yeah. just brilliant. Yeah, he's and he's like what 56? He's a stallion, but he's I don't know what it must be something in the water in North Wales, yeah, because I could be his dad. <laughs> yeah. you know. he's so he's so nice yeah smooth an absolute legend very calm and just and has... then dairy and marty as well yeah the other boys um 
And also what's really interesting about this next one in October is that we do have the guys from the Altitude Centre yeah. um, coming up to spend I'm a weekend so with us. I'm so excited for this because I've not... The, so you and Andy have been to the Altitude Centre before. Yeah. I've not actually been yet. And it's going to be so cool to try out some of the kit. Um, James, his name is. You might, you may have seen some of his. Um, he did a video for us that went out on socials. So you may have seen that, but he's really lovely and going to kind of talk through the benefits. Obviously, um, you get a free consultation with 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 the altitude guys when you book on, um, and and then discounts as well. Like if you wanted to hire some gear, so it is a great yeah. way to kind of if you are worried about your first trip and just that sensation of feeling breathlessness can be really kind of panicky. no, yeah. It is. It's, it's. It is still to this day, even sometimes. Yeah. When it catches you. Was that, <laughs> was that a train? Yes. I thought it came from your laptop. Um, yeah. No. It is really good, and it's just. Um, I'm a big believer, and I've said it a few times. You know, the knowledge dispels fear. If you have fear about altitude, the best way to dispel that fear is to learn more about altitude, um, because. I don't necessarily believe when you're going into something like high altitude trekking that like ignorance is bliss Yeah. because what's going to happen can happen. And especially you know about it and you can prepare yeah, for 100%. it. Um, and that's one of the things about these trips. It is about like confronting sometimes, you know, fears and limitations, but the altitude center is amazing. So what I found really beneficial was just learning about the physiological effects on the body. So mm. I know about the symptoms of altitude, but to know why that's happening mm. kind of puts your mind at puts ease. Mind at ease yeah, because, knowledge, knowledge is. Yeah. Cause sometimes when you go to altitude, part of the thing that might happen is you might get like anxiousness and almost like, um, you know, panic attacks and things like that, because when you, and this is what my very first guide when I went to Everest space camp told me that a lot of the time people, they obsess over altitude and their bodies and what's happening. And it's totally normal for you to get a headache. And if you understand that that's normal and why yeah. it's happening, you don't worry about it. Yeah. But when you don't know anything about altitude and you get a headache, your mind will fill in those voids of information with just fear and anxiety. And then you kind of, it starts to snowball then. So I find in order to prevent that happening, these guys are able to give you that information yeah, 100%, so 100 percent, yeah really really good so that so that's happening then on the saturday we yeah. obviously go out on a really nice walk out in the bracken beacons lovely lovely and then in the evening very food orientated also well food is fuel food, <laughs> food is fuel and <laughs> um, we go to a nepalese restaurant um which is really cool because I'd not yep. tried Nepalese food before this previous time. No, we well, went. you hadn't gone to Nepal. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. Alison, but <laughs> um, and it was lovely, wasn't it? And it's really nice. It Again, just a really nice chance to kind of sit down with everyone, talk about their experiences. Obviously, so, some people have been at altitude, some people haven't. Like, there's a real mix of kind of abilities experience and it's just yeah. really nice that everyone just like mucks in most people are kind of like come on their own don't they as well which i think is really yeah. nice because it just like everyone's in the same boat um yeah, yeah. um i think if we can put a link to the training weekend yeah, as there well is one in oh there. there's one on there yeah so yeah. anyone that wants to know about it um in terms of the details and things yeah that's, jerome uh, it would be great to see you there if you're thinking of coming yeah 100 percent. i did notice um yeah, Lee Wyatt said, can I bring you a Nepalese, uh, can I bring you Nepalese ration packs? 100% you can bring me a Nepalese ration pack. 
I think those ration packs have about 4,000 calories in them or something Jesus, like that. Jesus, no way. I'm all about the calories. <laughs> um, Lee Wire, how much is it? It's uh, 395, I think, off the top of my head. You'll have to double check. Yeah, but click, yeah. click the link there. Yeah, it'll, it'll add yeah. it all on there. Sam has said it's his birthday too. Awesome. Birthday twins. Is Sam on see this one? There. Then? Is we'll he going? bring a cake. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, It'd be really good to see you there. Andy usually um, brings in more Welsh cakes than you need to feed an entire army as well. So that'll be good. Oh, yeah, the Welsh cakes. Look at that, 5,000 calories in a ration pack. Imagine that. Yeah, but you need that when you're in the army. Like, uh, do you know the trip we do? Like, oh, we is do, Lee in the uh, army? Uh, yeah, but is or was. Um, but one thing, so when you do our Horseshoe Ridge, they do that the other way around, including Fanny Big. Um, and then go up yeah, to Yeah, well, I went up there over Christmas, and I went with with Chunky Ralph. Oh, the the dog. The dog. Yeah, we don't label our ever trackers <laughs> such way. He's, yeah, he's not a person. I'm not but yeah, flashing. but you've got to run. You've got to run. Or what they call it, tabbing. You've got a tab around it. Um, a tab. A, a tabbing, I think, is a military term for not quite walking, not quite running. And you just gotta like jog it. Basically. Yeah, I think you. I think it's what uh, a canter. I think is what it is. <laughs> but I also understand that the you'll get um, you'll get shouted at if you don't do it or you're too slow. Um, yeah. Anyway, all the military guys have told me that it's amazing. It's one of the best experiences they've ever done. They love the fan dance. They never stop talking about it. Um, yeah. Hey, Andy. There we go. Andy Moore's on you. See, Welsh cakes rule. We knew he'd be on you somewhere. Um, yeah, so uh, one other thing we got to talk about as well, which is on your list. British Travel Awards. Please, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for us if you've not already. Um, it's a customer what what would you call it? Uh, like consumer voted, voted consumer voted consumer voted award. award. Um so it's a re it's, yeah it means a lot to us. Um we won last year and it would mean the world if we could win again. Um yeah it's for the best I think it's like the track well this is the one that we won last year. Um so we won sort of best uh travel company for like walks and treks. Um, we really want to win it again. I think the title has slightly changed, but the guys yeah. can put a link in here. It's there. Um, so check on that. Um, do do go on if you haven't voted and vote for us because it does mean an awful lot. It helps us get out there. helps us provide more tracks. Um, there are loads of awards that you get given by various different organizations and stuff like that, yeah. which is always very flattering. But this is the one that kind of means the most to us because it's voted for by you guys. We're not able to, um, you know, <laughs> buy this. You know, the only way we get it is by um, providing good trips and having customers that actually care. And yeah. we're very lucky that we've got that yeah. as well. And the the guys that kind of work and customer service and who speak to you guys every day when you've kind of got questions and stuff, they work so hard. Um, and, you know, to get back to you guys and provide all the right information. So, yeah, it would. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? It would yeah. be really bloody good. Yeah, it would, oh, be, it would be jolly, jolly good. We... Hey, we'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love it. Um, I didn't get to the last award, so it would be great to uh, no, go I to didn't. this one and pick it up. Keita? Yeah. Um, uh, Keita? I'm going to go with Keita. I suffer with asthma. Where's Andy when you need him? <laughs> um, and they put me um, in a worse situation as I wanted to know, would it, would it feel 
in a controlled environment. Okay. Andy's replied to it already. Oh, is he already? He's oh, in. Andy smashed it. Yeah. He's in. So yeah. So Andy's reply <laughs> so just... will be the best one. Yeah. <laughs> no, Andy will be. Uh, he'll know what to do with um, when it comes to asthma. Andy suffered with asthma um, for most he of his did, life. He did also write a, a a blog about it as well about his kind of experience at altitude having asthma as well. So that yeah. may be worth a read for you as well. If you exactly. Had yeah. Knowledge He's got. Um, Andy's story actually is an amazing one in yeah. terms of like, because um, he was, um, he ended up in hospital when he was a young child um, for a horror movie induced asthma attack. <laughs> amazing. Story. Amazing. Um, quickly, we got a few minutes left. So Mark Vigors, this may have been asked and I apologize. Can you still borrow a down jacket and sleeping bag for EBC? I can't seem to see it on the new website. Yes, you can. Um, there is a section on the members area where you can kind of update us on certain things um so i'm sure it's there if not then just drop us an email and let us know um but one thing just rest assured that whatever happens when you arrive in nepal the guide um and our head of operations anuja over there will be doing a briefing and they check whatever kit people need and stuff like that and have it all arranged before you fly to lukla um rob still will there be a training weekend next august almost certainly mate we do um like, usually august and october yeah, isn't it yeah usually august and october um, yeah, we normally do August because of the um, the chance for good weather, which um, was one of the hardest uh, August treks I've ever done this August. But awesome. What I think did you just say? We normally do it in August for the opportunity to get like really good weather. Oh, right. Yeah. I completely like but what you just said just went. I might not have made sense, but this <laughs> August was one of the hardest August treks. Yeah, I've oh, ever yeah done. it was. It was it was bitter. Yeah. Uh, Kate has said, any chance to come with my small and friendly dog to the training weekend? I actually think that should be a requirement that people should be allowed to bring we, their dogs. We do like dogs. The only thing is you're not allowed to take them into the Nepalese restaurant. So there would be a period where they would be left on their own for Who's quite some that? hours. Kate. Okay. Uh, let me let me double check for you, Kate. Yeah. I will find out with the accommodation if that would be Oh, yeah. Possible. We need to. I'm, I'm sure I've seen people with dogs there before, but. Yeah. I'll double, double check. check. Double I'll check. I wouldn't want to say. I wouldn't like to say. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't like to say, but I'll double check. Lee Wyatt has said, do you do any winter training weekends in Scotland? Uh, yes, we do. Um, run by our team that run the training weekends in Brecon. They Same go up, guys. Yeah, yeah, they go up to um, like probably the Cairngorms or, um, yeah, and they just run like really good stuff. So crampons, ice axes, uh, self-arrest on the ice slopes and stuff like that. Teach you about avalanche how to spot risks and certain things um yeah all that information should be on the website or drop us an email and we can help you get all of that yeah awesome i think that's it for us today yeah yeah i think we've covered everything haven't we awesome so uh any any last comments get camping get camping no <laughs> get worries camping. yeah that, that's it anyway thanks guys um yeah really appreciate your time today any questions about anything that we've discussed um, that you want to know more details about, myself, the rest of the Yetis are always on hand. So just give us a call. Otherwise, take it easy, guys, and we'll uh, see you soon. Stay groovy. Bye.